0: As... God... Intended. Let's go. to Looking for Healing Talk Radio, where pharmaceuticals are not medicine, but love always is. I'm your host, Nicola Burnett, holistic dietitian, functional medicine practitioner, and proprietor of Back to Balance Wellness Center in Las Vegas, Nevada. I thank you for joining me today at Looking for Healing Talk Radio. Looking for Healing is an exciting show where you can learn from experts in the practice of natural medicine. Combined, the show hosts possess more than 100 years of clinical experience as professional healers and includes myself, Nicola Burnett, Dr. Henry Ely, Dr. Brian Artis, and Dr. Jana Schmidt. If you're into all things natural when it comes to health and healing, then stick with us. This is the show for you. I invite you to share the links and to tell all your like-minded friends and family that they can find us live every week on America Out Loud Talk Radio at 8 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, 10 a.m. Central Standard Time, and 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, and via recorded podcasts at AmericaOutloud.com, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Pandora Networks, and via America Out Loud phone apps downloaded from Apple Android, and Alexa. And I'd like to take a moment to thank the sponsors of our show. Our first sponsor, Global Healing, is an amazing company. They're a family-owned company and they've been around since 1988. They're so amazing because their products are developed using cutting-edge manufacturing processes and the best ingredients nature has to offer. They work with small organic farmers and producers to offer pure, fresh ingredients. And Global Healing is offering a generous 15% off of your first purchase as a thank you to our faithful listening audience of Looking for Healing Radio. Just use the discount code of OUTLOUD when placing your order. And I'd like to give a shout out to EHI Energetic Health Institute, an amazing school where they teach you how to think, not what to think and a great school for learning all things healing and holistic. Okay, so let's get into our show today. I am continuing on with the topic of communication and I am doing that because the more I get into it the more I realize gosh this is this is quite a big topic <laughs> and there's a lot to talk about. And so far, uh, this is our third show on the topic of creative communication. And in the first show, we just talked a little bit about communication in general. We talked a little bit about why I selected this particular topic. And in the last show, last week, we spoke about breaking through our blocks that we may have to um, real listening, to active listening to people, and uh, strategies that you can use to improve your relationships, basically, through improving your ability to communicate. So today, I wanted to talk about some of the challenges that we run into with communication. What are some of the things that gets in our way or what are some of the strategies that occur that result in not so great communication, which then can lead to not so great relationships, which can lead to uh, breakups, and it could be in romantic relationships, friendships, perhaps somebody uh, can't figure out how to get along with their boss in 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 a job. And so as a result, maybe they end up quitting their job. So really at the end of the day, in my opinion, the most challenging and the most important thing that we humans deal with just being here on our blue planet in third dimension in our meat suits is communication because everything stems from communication. I mean, I'm sure nobody in the listening audience lives in a cave and has no interaction with anybody. I mean, if you do, please uh, write in (laughs) because I'd like to talk to you about that. But anyways, um, I'm not going to hold my breath waiting for somebody to write in because most of us don't live in that way. So... We got onto this topic, or I got onto this topic, because uh, I was talking about detox a few weeks ago, being January, New Year, New Year's resolutions, all those, those kind of thoughts. And detox reorganizes the rewiring of the brain. It just does. And with the brain rewired, we find ourselves in situations we never saw coming and did not anticipate we were going to need to deal with. And how do we navigate these unanticipated situations? Well, they require communication. Uh, So that's why I got turned on to this topic specifically, not just communication in general, but how communication relates to our health, how communication that kind of gets very highlighted as I take any and all clients that I work with and even myself uh, through detox processes. So I thought this was a really important topic to dive into. And as I started diving into, I was like, oh, wow, we could talk about this. We could talk about this. We could talk about this. So there's a lot of things to talk about. And again, communication, if we have healthy communication, we have healthy relationships that are going to flourish and thrive. If we do not have healthy communication, then our relationships typically end up becoming very toxic which leads to our bodies becoming very toxic. I see this all the time. So this is a show about health and how does communication relate to health? Well, in exactly the way that I just brought up. So I don't think anybody in the listening audience is wanting to create or looking forward to creating toxic relationships. That's just an assumption on my part. But <laughs> if I'm wrong about that, again, please write in and let me know. So let's just go ahead and jump in on this topic of how do we get into situations uh, with how do we find ourselves kind of locked into the strategies where we don't we create we don't create the best um dynamics with communication in our relationships. So I want to jump back and I want to talk, I want to refer back to our ego. What is the ego? So the ego is the source of individuality. It's the personality component that controls behavior. And it is also the force that drives the body. So our ego has the potential of creating a mental block. The potential doesn't mean it's always going to do that. And ego is the identity with ourselves as a separate being. So uh, when we fly into what I'm going to refer to as an ego reaction, that's a defense mechanism that separates us from the truth. And It is the misuse of our free will, really, at the end of the day, when you think about it. And when these ways are repeated, these these defense mechanisms are repeated over and over and over, we become locked into this dysfunctional way of relating to other people to the point that after a while, it becomes automatic and robotic. And if you do something often enough, it becomes the truth. I think most of us know that. That's why the first strategy in marketing is to repeat, 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 repeat. I think there's a rule in marketing that says something like, if you keep repeating the same message, I think it's something like it's either 17 times or 12 or 28, I don't remember the number, but eventually the chances of, if you repeat a certain message, like if you keep putting an ad in front of somebody, the chances of them pulling the trigger and purchasing or clicking to your website or you know any of those things, basically taking action that probably will result in a purchase or an engagement, uh, whatever that magic number is, I don't remember. I remember that learning that in marketing way back when I was in college, in a marketing course that I took. But whatever that number is, there's, there is a magic number, and they've studied it over and over and over again. That if you put something, you repeat something, you know, enough times to this magic number, that that will uh, result in you know something higher than ninety percent, a very high percentile, like ninety six or ninety eight percent. Chance that the person will purchase, right? And so it's the same thing with us when we repeat something over and over and over and over again. You know, if we tell ourselves something, um, "You're the most beautiful," well, I don't know, person who ever walked the earth, or or you're fat and ugly, or you know, or nobody's, you, you know, you're not lovable, or nobody would want to marry you, or you know, any of the self taught kind of things, whether it's a negative message or a positive message. Uh, if we say it enough times, it will become true for us. So we can take something that's fantasy, and if we repeat it enough times, we can make it a reality. And that's how conditioning and programming works. So we need to look at this stuff because we could, again, lock ourselves into dysfunction to the point that after a while, it automatically just becomes truth to us. And most people rarely stop to study and question and analyze what they believe to be true and how they have actually arrived at certain conclusions. Uh, They they just kind of after time just say, well, that's just the way that it is. Well, why is it the way that it is? And if you start questioning somebody who's got this conditioning, they can't even answer that question. And so a common Example, I think, of this is, you know, a, a religious kind of a dogma. You know, where I w- I can speak for myself. I was born into a family that was uh, considered themselves Catholic, w- you know, went to church, practiced Catholicism. So I was told at a very young age that I was Catholic. Well, I didn't get to pick that, didn't know what that meant. But over time, as I grew up, you know, I learned from the individuals around me what catholic was right it's it's things like oh don't do this don't swear you you know might go to hell instead of heaven or you know whatever these belief systems are um you know you have to go to church every sunday well why do you have to go to church well it's just something you have to do when you're catholic okay uh, so this is how these types of of blocks can happen and this conditioning can happen in in our egos so a constant practice of listening to ourselves not just other people but to ourselves learning and mirroring can become tools we can use to recognize and ultimately get out of these you know conditioned programmed ways of thinking and change our lives for the better. So a constant I personally am always involved Um, I always am putting myself under the microscope as I'm communicating. I always live in two places. I'm in the body having the experience, and concurrently at the same time, I am outside of the body kind of hovering over, uh, watching and listening as if I'm a third person. Uh, So I'm always having – I trained myself to do this, you know, decades ago, um, and I trained myself to do that so that I could – observe myself and watch and see if I am participating in a way that is working for me and, and and the dynamics I have with other people, or it's not. And if it's not, then I immediately start to spend a lot of time like, okay, wait, what just happened there? Okay, that did not feel good. I just had an experience last night <laughs> um, that involved communication and It was an interesting experience and I drove home. I had about a 45 minute drive home and the whole time all I thought about was it's step by step, the whole dynamic of the conversation on the phone and the invitation and and the agreement that I made and and making the agreement when I really didn't want to. And you know, I just kind of went back and looked at all those pieces like like you know breadcrumbs. and I just picked up every breadcrumb and looked at it and said, okay, why did you do this why did you respond in this way you were feeling a no but yet you said yes why did you do that and i just you know walk myself through and i use the experiences to um to study myself <laughs> honestly um and i still haven't quite figured everything out but i've figured about what happened the previous night but i'm working on it and i'll get there and i have figured a few things out so i'll keep working on it however What I'd like to do is jump in, uh, now that we spoke a little bit about the ego and um, a little bit about uh, what we're looking to to talk about tonight and the topic um, related to communication, I wanted to jump in and talk about some of the things that we do that are not really, that I would consider more along the lines of creating the The dysfunctional, the defense mechanism, or more of the dysfunctional um, ways that we can become locked into uh, communication strategies that don't produce the best results. And the first one is assumptions, making assumptions. So assuming something without checking it out. And really, if you think about it, assumptions are really perceptions. Um, or I should say, perceptions are basic assumptions of truth, and assumptions can be the beginning of disease, and can cause all kinds of conflict and even wars. <laughs> so that is one of one of the dangerous things. I, I consider it dangerous. Uh, one of my f- favorite books. I'd say this book is probably my number one favorite book. If you have not heard of it, you do not own it, or you have not read it. I promise you, if you pick up and read this book, The Four Agreements, it will change your life. If you allow it to, just because you read something doesn't mean you're going to practice it. You have to read and then be open to practicing The Four Agreements. And I won't talk about them here because for those of you who have read the book, you know what I'm talking about. For those of you who have not read the book, ho- hopefully I am piquing some curiosity and you're going to be done with this podcast, you know, within the hour and or maybe even while you're listening to it, you're going to hop on uh and go shopping and uh pick it up. I promise you, you will not regret it. It's one of the best one of the best books I've ever um I've ever come across in my lifetime. And if it's the only self-help or actualization, or um, uh, what what would you call it, book to help you um, wake up, um, become a little more step into your wiser self. If it's the only book you ever read and ever used, boy, it's, it's probably the best one you could pick. And I'm bringing this book up because what I'm talking about is making assumptions in relationships. And I think this is one of the most dangerous Um, setups for some not great experiences and relationships if this is a common practice in your communications. And the color association with making assumptions is red, and the organ system connected is the small intestine. So take a look at how many times you make assumptions during a day. Um, I have to watch and catch myself all the time. I think as a human being, it seems to be second nature to just make assumptions constantly until you make it a practice to look at yourself and do the study of self and see, okay, that was an assumption, that was an assumption, that was an assumption. You will continue to do this and your relationships will continue to suffer as a result. (laughs) Um, Trust me, because I've I've done it. (laughs) Okay, so... We need to run to a quick break. When we come back, I'm going to continue talking about some of these strategies that really can challenge our communication and our relationships. So sit tight and we'll be right back. Lean, pure, with premium ingredients. Global Healing's Pure Plant Protein offers 20 grams of protein per scoop. And it's the perfect way to maintain and build lean muscle while indulging yourself. It combines enzymes and probiotics to maximize nutrient absorption, improving digestion and your gut health. Available in vanilla and chocolate flavors, elevate your protein consumption while supporting your overall wellness with pure plant protein. Go to americaoutloud.shop and get 15% off using the code OUTLOUD, Global Healing, giving you the power to take control of your health naturally.
1: Cardiovascular disease is the leading cause of death and disability. Today's high stress on the go lifestyle makes it hard to stay heart healthy. Lifestyle changes like exercise and diet are critical, but you can also support your heart with concentrated nutrients. Healthy Cell created heart and vascular health to support three aspects of heart health, cholesterol, blood pressure, and triglycerides with CoQ10, vitamin K2, resveratrol, and soluble fiber. And Healthy Cell's not a pill. It's a patent-pending gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed ingredients. You would need to take 13 pills to get the same amount of nutrients in each gel pack. And these great-tasting gels come in a small packet. Tear off the top, shoot it down, or mix it in water. Get heart healthy. Go to HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. HealthyCell.com code out loud for 25% off.
0: This is Nicola Burnett coming back from our short break on Looking for Healing Radio. And real quick, I just want to mention that if you're not able to catch any of our shows live, just know that all of our shows go to podcast typically a day or two after the live broadcast is complete. So you can listen to any of the podcasts on Spotify, Stitcher, Pandora, iHeart Podcast, or America Out Loud, and many more. If you like what you're hearing, make sure to subscribe and rate the show for us. All right, let's jump back into our topic of creative communication. And we are discussing this topic. It's kind of turned into a little bit of a, a series. I was planning on finishing this topic, and this is the third a third live show that I have spent time talking about communication. And as I get into this topic more and more, I realize, oh, I should have talked about this. Oh, this is rich. Oh, we should talk about this. Um, and I'm spending a lot of time here because again, I think, and this is just my opinion, communication is the most important aspect of being human. Healthy communication, healthy body, healthy relationships, happy, healthy life, unhealthy communication, uh, toxic relationships, Uh, and we spend a lot of time with toxic relationships, being frustrated, being angry, not getting our needs met, and frankly, go through a lot of suffering. So I know I'm spending a lot of time talking about this topic, but the more I talk about it, the more I realize there's some really important things to say. So I'm carrying on with this topic and maybe we'll finish it today if not today then we'll do one more show and finish it in the next show we'll just see what i can get through today okay so we talked about in the first segment uh one of the first aspects of communication that i think is um a little bit dangerous is making assumptions the second one that i find uh pretty risky, and usually results in some not so great experiences in relationship, is projections. So projections are when we make assumptions for another. And this is a really common ego block. I mean, show me one person on the planet who does not do this. Uh, It's a really, really common thing that we do as humans. And so... We assess others by judgments that we carry within ourselves. And I always think about projections as filters or, you know, imagine myself with a bunch of sunglasses uh, sunglasses on, you know, like 14 pairs of sunglasses just on top of each other. And somebody can say something, you know, the sky is blue, right? Something very innocent, but as it comes towards me or vice versa, if I say the sky is blue and that goes towards a person that I'm speaking to and it runs through all of their filters or their layers of sunglasses, that's always the image that I created for myself to understand why I re- react to respond the way that I do um, when I'm under the microscope investing, investigating my dynamic with communication. Um, so I'll think about each pair of sunglasses, a filter, and each filter is a belief system. So somebody could say something really interesting, uh, like instead of the sky is blue, I'll say, oh, wow, your hair looks really great today, right? And and I could have filters that that my first filter might say, well, why does it look great today? Well, why didn't it look, does that mean it didn't look great yesterday and the day before and the day before? right? That could be one of my filters. And my next filter is, well, maybe they, they don't like my hair or my haircut or the way I wear my hair and they never wanted to express that. And so maybe that's really what it is that they're trying to say. And then maybe my next filter is, oh, so maybe this person doesn't find me attractive. Maybe this, this is this person's way of telling me I'm ugly, Right. And it could just go on and on and on and on. And I know everybody out there is probably laughing because the examples, it's kind of silly, but I'm telling you, it's kind of not. It's interesting. I will sit in session with clients and I will say certain things and I'm always observing. Remember, I'm always in those two places where I'm outside of the body, observing myself and the other person. So it's like I'm watching a play from a very neutral place. And then I'm also having the living meat suit experience of being in the experience, participating with the other person. And that's kind of a, you know, I tried to make that kind of funny and humorous little example, and it's kind of silly, but I'm telling you, it's it's some people have that level of, of filters. It's really, really interesting um, how they can read into things that aren't there and they're applying their own um belief systems or their own conditioning uh to what it is that I said even though maybe what it is that I said just all I meant is exactly what I said with no added layers on it but some people can't receive it that way so it's interesting projection assumptions and projections are you know I don't I I personally don't know that any of us will ever get to the point I mean maybe some some of you out there will I, I'm not sure if I will I'm not going to judge myself whether I do or not my study of myself is just to constantly um every moment of my life you know next day that goes by how can I move closer into the best version of myself right so I'm a constant study and <laughs> I'm a, I'm constantly in practice and I'm at peace with that. And I don't judge myself for it. I go to bed at night and I look in the mirror and, you know, it, it, did you do the best you could? Absolutely. I did the best I could. Then we're good. We're done here. You know, lay your head down on that pillow and have a, have a beautiful, restful sleep. And then, and then I just started all over again the next day. <laughs> so those are two. And I think those are two of the most common. The third one is negative identification. Now, this is interesting. I actually remember the day that I learned about this in my um, study in in communication when that first kind of um, the topic of communication was really a thing. I realized it was a thing and it was something I needed to, uh, wasn't doing very well and that I needed to expand and grow and that it was a topic that I realized I didn't have really any, I don't want to say any, but many, um, adults in my life model healthy communication, which is why I found myself not, um, doing very, not doing very well in this category. So when I started the study of healthy communication, this negative identification was something that was like, huh, this is really interesting. So we have this, um, we have this these these two experiences or two words i'm going to throw out compassion sympathy and empathy oh and by the way let me jump back and just say projections the one we just spoke about is uh the color association is yellow and the organ system connection is to the kidneys so i'm i'm mentioning that because if we look at our own ability, our skill set for communication and, and how we do, how we are able to perform in this category, and I'm always I'm talking about health, I'm talking about detox. Detox rewires the, um, the nervous system. And when it gets rewired, we find ourselves behaving and acting or in situations maybe we didn't anticipate we were going to be in. And then we got to deal with those situations and we deal with those through communication. So, hence, that's how this whole topic came up. And this is a show on health, and we're talking about communication and how it relates to health. So, I'm just kind of throwing in some things that um, of how kind of relating back to how these things relate to certain organs in the body. So, let's go back to negative identification. Um, so, let's talk about sympathy and compassion and empathy and the difference between these cuz this is what negative ident- identification is is about or what it is. So sympathy towards another person, sympathy is the act or capacity for sharing the feelings of another. So it's a relationship between people. And and you know what what affects one affects the other. I mean this is very simple, right? You know if you see your best friend hurting or suffering or if it's a parent with a child and the child maybe you know got bullied at school or something it's you know you love this child it's a relationship and you can't be affected when you see somebody you know that you love or sometimes even a stranger on the street just not being treated right so so that's sympathy and when we look at compassion compassion is something can be something different it can be a negative identification um in the sense that compassion is where you feel like deep feelings of sharing in the suffering of another. And this one was tough for me. Um I really I really had to this was very helpful when I when I learned this. Um because you don't want to be taking on a lot of things from from other people. You don't want to be taking on their emotional baggage um cuz that can make you sick. And you know, working as in the health field and working as you know, in the healing arts, shall we say, boy, every single person I know of, and even the healing homies, I, I know if I brought this topic up to, to Brian or to Henry or to Jana, we would all laugh and say, oh yeah, we went through that phase where we wanted to save the world and rescue everybody and take everything on uh, from other people. And that is not a good thing to do. So the, the better word I think is is empathy. And it's not really being empathic. It's more empathy in the sense of understanding feelings and thoughts and motives of another. So we want to make sure that we you know, keep a good barrier between ourselves and others, and we don't take their stuff on. Um, boy, I did that in my early days of being in this healing arts. And it, 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 I remember like it was yesterday, it did make me feel really sick. Um, and it did create a lot of problems. And, um, again, one of my famous mottos or famous sayings is I can't care about your health more than you care about your own health. And that's, I think the toughest thing for healers to, um, you know, to kind of figure out when we get into this field, Because, you know, show me a healer who doesn't have a bleeding heart. (laughs) We kind of learn real quick how to set up boundaries um, so we don't get, you know, sick ourselves. Okay, so negative identification. This color association is indigo and the organ system that we can connect with negative identification is the stomach. So uh rationalizations, that is the next um, unhealthy uh, communication strategy that many people can fall into. And it's where we seem to justify our projections. And this kind of, you know, this is kind of one of the easiest ways to get off the hook, if you will, where you're avoiding the real motives. and it can give you some relief from conflicts or doubts about your position. And so if it does this way, you don't have to look at it yourself. So sometimes it might sound like, you know, well, I, I told you so. I told you that wasn't going to work. You know, I told you a long time ago that, you know, if you if you don't do this and you should have done this, you know, those kinds of of things. So they're, they're you know, kind of excuses in a way. And the color association with rationalizations is orange. And the organ system is in the large intestines. Okay, let's see. Let's go on to the next one. Uh, Expectations. This is a big one. Where we expect someone to say something or do something the way we want or the way we think they should. And this can really set us up for um, being really let down. And being disappointed. So, um, uh, let's see. Something else I wanted to say about this. Um, it's it's kind of a a desire or an attachment about how having feelings about the way others should be, and that's hmm, this is a dangerous one because huh, this is this going to be so hard. I think all of us, especially in our younger ages, maybe 20s and 30s, I mean, it could go on into 40s, 50s, and 60s, but where we have these expectations of how somebody should should be or do, instead of holding a neutral space and being courageous and honest enough to just see exactly what's in front of us and not try to turn it into something it's it's it isn't. In, in other words, if you're in a relationship and you can't deal with the way somebody behaves or acts or they participate in something that you don't agree with, uh you know, at the end of the day you really have to say, "Wow, okay. This is what this person how they are, this is what they do, this is, you know, how they choose to um, spend their life force energy or their day or their time. and can I live with this or can I not? you, you know, it's not about the other person. It's about you really just stepping, you know, stepping back because it's all about you and it's only about you., uh, you don't control other people and people are the, the the way that they are. for whatever reason that is, if you can really just see that for what it is, and then step back at the end of the day and say, okay, can I live with this? Is this okay or is this not okay? And what you're really asking a lot of times when you're asking that question, I've come to find in my life is it's really coming down to do we share a similar value system? Um, and that's what I find sometimes this can uncover if we're really desiring or wanting somebody to be different from how they are. Um, And so that's really, that can be a tough question. And it really can be a tough question if you're already in a relationship that's tough to get out of, like a legal binding marriage um, or a a partnership where maybe there's not a marriage, but maybe you live together and you're really entwined. I have a friend who has business and he has a live-in partner. And I'm not sure how long this female has lived with him, maybe five, six years. But, you know, I hear him talking about like around the holidays and about business and conducting business. And she's really kind of stepped in and kind of runs the company and handles a lot of things for him, whether she was asked to or not, it's just kind of the dynamic and how it's turned into that. And I hear him talking about, you know, Christmas time and holidays and birthdays and, you know, he uses language about her her children, um, you know, and her parents and, and those kinds of things where it's really, I mean, the language is more like they are in a marriage even though they are not. And, you know, as we all know, any of us who have been in those situations, they're not so easy to get out of. Um, If, should we decide that like, oh, wow, this isn't working for me. I mean, sometimes they can be just as messy as a legal binding divorce. So, okay. Lots to talk about, as I mentioned, Uh, we're going to head off to a quick break. So hang in there and we'll be right back.
1: When God through his grace and mercy gave us free will, the will of the people was to live freely to that end. We fight for the liberty of all at a time when global tyranny threatens us as never before in mankind's history. This vision is manifest at AmericaOutloud.news, a site for all who cherish free will and freedom. Now is our time, my fellow Americans, America Outloud talk radio, liberty. And justice for all. As God
0: intended, let's go. Burnett coming back from our short break. Looking for Healing Radio is on five days a week, Monday through Friday. You can catch Dr. Brian Artis on Mondays, myself, Nicola Burnett, on Tuesdays, Dr. H., Dr. Henry Ely on Wednesdays, and Dr. Jana Schmidt on Thursdays. And on Fridays, you get the whole gang of us. So between my co hosts and I, or my healing homies, you can find a new show every day of the week. And if while you're listening, a question pops into your mind, please feel free to submit your question by going to the nav bar on the Looking for Healing page. We would love to hear from you. And all questions and comments are welcome. Okay, so we're jumping back in to our topic about communication. Today we're talking about some of the easy pitfalls that I think many of us or most of us, just because we're all human, Fall into around the um, topic of communication. And again, healthy communication results in healthy relationships, and healthy relationships translates into healthy bodies. And the opposite is true. Unhealthy interactions and dynamics and relationships with people can lead to very toxic relationships, which translates many times into a lot of sicknesses in the body. So, and I would actually say that all the time when I see somebody with cancer, and I think we just talked about this on one of our lives, the group of us on Friday, I think it was Dr. Brian Artis talked about this. I didn't even bring this up, but I agreed with him, I believe on the last, uh, last Friday broadcast, he did say something along the lines of every single time he had a, um, cancer, somebody with cancer, when he had his, his clinic and he was helping people, uh, one-on-one more in a one-on-one chiropractic uh, type of format than what he does now that, um, he said it was always related. He goes, I always asked the minute I found out they had cancer. I, I think he said something along the lines of who are you allergic to? um, or who is toxic to you, or something along those lines. I can't remember exactly what he said. I don't want to misquote him. Um, and I have had the same experience, and and I know that um, Henry was during that recording uh, or that live, um, he was nodding his head. It's you couldn't see that because it's not a visual live; it's a recording live. So, so we see it. We see it all the time. So let's jump into our next method of uh, communication that can really cause issues and problems. And I think everyone's going to be able to relate to this. Ooh, judgments. So again, we have certain ideas of how people should be or how they should respond or what they should do. And if they don't do it that way, we judge them for it. So we carry these expectations and, mm, That's, that can be a, you know, that's, that can be standing on a podium, um, or a platform where, you know, when you fall off, um, there's a long, you know, there can be a long way to fall and it can be very painful when you hit the bottom. (laughs) So these expectations or these ideas, and we put those judgments on people. So that's, going back to those filters we have or i always visualize them as layers of glasses right and each each um, like sunglass let's just say and we have 14 sunglasses on each of them carries the a conditioned belief that we may have and so this one's this one's a this one's a tough one um and i can't remember now if i said i'm going to jump back to what i said right before i went to the break um, expectations are having expectations and the color association is orange and the organ system associated or connected to expectations is the large intestine. And then we just spoke about judgments. Color association is yellow and the organ system connection is the gallbladder. So judgments, Oof, that's a big one. Um, I found myself in a situation I was in judging last night And I wasn't happy about that. I didn't verbalize that, but I was sitting with somebody um, who I have worked with. Um, They have come to uh, my center and I hadn't seen this person for quite some time. They had moved away. And so it was nice to visit and to catch up. And it was just a, you know, social invitation. Um, And I was just sitting across the table and this particular individual, uh, did something and, um, uh, it was, you know, we were having food and, and, um, this particular individual was, um, having, you know, engaging in some alcohol and some other things that, um, you know, do not promote good health typically. And I was just sitting across the table going, wow. Okay. Like, at what point are you going to? I'm thinking this in my head, right? I'm not saying it. At what point are you going to look at this and really step up to the plate, um, and and do something about these, you know, these practices that you know are not good that we've talked about many times that do not support good health, and yet here we are again, right? Years later, after all these discussions and. And protocols and things put in place to to turn this person's health around. And I caught myself. I was like, oh mm, gosh, I just there's a judgment. Don't do that, Nicola. We 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 you know we made an agreement. This is I always say, <laughs> I'm not your creator, I'm not your maker, and therefore I'm not your judger. This is a private little am um, saying that i recite to myself often and it's what i say to basically honestly to keep myself in check <laughs> because i mean just you know being honest here um i am human and i judgment is a hard one for me i i find myself doing this often and a lot now i would say that's more in the past I'm better at it now because I have a strategy and a practice in place, which is that little saying in my head, and I recite it in my head, and also I will say it out loud to my clients, um, or friends, or anybody I'm, I'm having a conversation with, um, and it's to keep me in check. It it really is to keep me in check, and it's it's a little strategy that I use, and um, that's actually I find really helpful. So if if maybe one of you finds this listening and finds that that helpful, um, to just kind of put yourself in check and just take a step back, and realize that that's you know your practice or my practice in this situation, and it's not a pra- it's a practice that I'm dedicating to uh, moving away from. I don't know if I'll ever be perfect at that, um, and that's okay. My goal is not to be perfect. My goal is to do better every day i wake up is just to have the opportunity granted by god uh to um see if i can do better that day and better for me means moving closer into a space of being my most authentic self and and um i always propose that love or loving kindness or love and kindness Um, That's what my proclaimed religion is. (laughs) Um, And so I always remind myself of those things. Okay, let's see. Next modality or practice, internalizations. So internalizations seem to satisfy an ego need. And this is identifying or accepting someone else's opinion, reaction, or feedback as our own truth. And the color association with this is orange and the organ system connection is the large intestine. So we also had expectations as connecting to the large intestine. So this one internalizations um, also connects to the large intestine. So with internalizations, what comes to mind is sometimes when I am in a situation where I am socializing, or if I am with somebody that maybe I, you know, admire or put up a little bit on a pedestal, um, and sometimes I do that and don't even realize that I'm doing that because at the end of the day, I'll just say it you know, all our shit stinks, right? <laughs> meaning we're all on a level playing ground. Nobody's better than anybody else. We're all equal. And that this is just my opinion. Maybe other people don't share that opinion out there, but but I do. I, you know, at the end of the day, we're all in a meat suit. We all have, you know, we're all going to bleed red blood. Um, we're, we're all the same. So, um, you know, we're all meaning equal. So sometimes with this internalization's I just to kind of, what comes to mind is like a go along to get along. Um, Gosh, I mean, even talking about this stuff, it can be painful for me to even talk about this because I'm, you know, just just being who I be and just being super honest about this stuff. And, you know, it's okay. I've never proclaimed to be perfect. Um, I just uh, do proclaim to do my best. And so, sometimes I will find myself somewhere. And you know, what comes to mind, actually, I was at a fundraiser and I was at a fundraiser for a particular individual that I I really, really admire. Um, I'm sure you guys are familiar with him, Scott McKay. I just adore that man. He really is amazing. And I just so appreciate everything about him, how he engages with people. He's just, oh, he's just, it's the fabric from which he's woven is is love and kindness. And I've had the opportunity to witness him so many times out in public. And he's always very consistent. You no, know, he's always very consistent with how he is. He's so gentle and kind. He's like a gentle giant. But anyways, I was at this particular event, and yes, Scott was there, but you know, there were some other people in his entourage, some other um, you know, truthers. Uh, there. And, you know, they were the focus of the evening, obviously. And just, you know, you get in these conversations with some of the participants who attend and we all have, you know, share some similar belief systems, which is why we're there supporting them and what it is that they're doing. And, you know, sometimes I just, it seems to be kind of just easier to just accept someone else's opinion, right? I don't, I don't kind of want to speak up. I don't want to, cause trouble. I just, I, I don't have the energy, <laughs> um, to be honest. So sometimes I'll, I'll find myself, you know, falling into that, but that's, I think that's one of my biggest issues. Uh, okay. So moving on, uh, the next one, emotionalism. Oof, gosh, this one. Hmm. Let's see. This is the method of overreacting, uh, to avoid change and growth. Um, and this one can be a tough one for me. Um, wow. Uh let's see, emotional overacting, which can lead very intensely into the victim role. Um, I have a parent who, as I was growing up, uh was very, very dramatic, uh, very dramatic. Uh And it was very dramatic for, um, you know, very attention-seeking behaviors, um, pretty intense victim energy. And um, being the youngest child in the family, I I first had the grand realization uh, that I was very similar and adopted those behaviors Um, when I was 14 and I was in high school. And I can recall, you know, coming to school, moping, you know, looking down, it just being, ugh, God, if I think about it, it, makes me want to throw up. But, you know, <laughs> when you're young, you're young, right? You got to kind of figure this stuff out and decide you're going to do better or stay the way you are or, or evolve or not evolve. Uh, so, and I'm just going to look back on that with love for that younger version of myself. And uh, laugh about it a little bit. And, um, but I do remember that. And it was just so ridiculously dramatic. And I remember like my friends would come up and go, What's the matter? What's wrong? And, you know, this whining and, oh, and pats on the back and poor you. And, and, you know, I still, God, I still to this day can find myself it's really easy for me to, to kind of fall or lean into that kind of energy. And so, uh, sometimes I, you know, am still working on it and sometimes I just will, you know, if, if I find myself leaning into that energy, I just, I stop it. I was like, you know what, this is one thing. I thank you for your concern. I appreciate, I know you, you know, you love me and I know you, you, you actually really deeply care and i very much acknowledge that and i appreciate that and it's just something that i i really don't want to talk about or don't want to get into i feel like that you know that archetype shall we say of this you know kind of dramatic victim i can feel it when it's it wants to rear its ugly head and it wants to come up and so um sometimes i still struggle with that and the way that i've chosen to deal with that is just say no no we're we're not going to we're not going to do this we're not going to go here And so, um, sometimes the best that I can do is just to say that to somebody. Um, yeah. And if I feel like I can talk about something and I can talk about it, you know, as an adult and not, you know, get into kind of a poor, dramatic, me whiny child, um, I just, you know, then I will, um, have that conversation. But if I don't feel like I can behave as an adult, um, then I just I won't share at that time and I can always reach out and talk to somebody later when I'm feeling like I'm a little bit stronger. So the, um, color association is yellow and the organ system connection is the stomach for emotionalism. Okay. So looks like there's going to be one more show on this discussion of communication because I still have a lot to talk about and Time's up. (laughs) Okay, so I'm just going to say thank you to all of those that uh, are are listening out there. And I hope you got something from this and found it very helpful. Um, I thank you for spending this hour with me. And I do hope that you're feeling inspired, educated, and hopeful that no matter what you're dealing with from a health perspective, there's always a natural solution. Uh, that you can use to either completely remedy or significantly improve the issue. And so I love having this forum to convey these discussions of natural healing. And if you'd like to learn more, I invite our listening audience to visit our website at www.backtobalancelv, as in Las Vegas, dot com to find out more about what we do, or more about what we do at the center in Las Vegas. Until then, blessings in abundance with your health and your life. This is Nicola Burnett signing off from Looking for Healing Radio.